This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 4, verse 12, it says, Indeed, the word of God is living and effective, sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrating even between soul and spirit, joints and marrow, and able to discern reflections and thoughts of the heart. Yes, the word of God is living and effective today in my life and in yours. And that's the very reason why I'm offering this weekly podcast where I reflect upon the liturgical scripture readings for the Sunday Mass. So now please join me on Faith Moments with Dina Marie as we break open the Word of God together, inviting His Word to change our lives forever. Greetings and welcome to Faith Moments with Dina Marie, a weekly Catholic podcast to ponder and to proclaim our Sunday Mass readings. Well, we have a beautiful Sunday to celebrate. It's the Solemnity of the Most Holy Body and Blood of Christ, Corpus Christi Sunday on this June 19th, 2022, Year C. And there's so much to reflect upon in these readings and in this particular week that we honor in a very special way, similar to, of course, the as we get into the Triduum, Holy Thursday, the institution of the Eucharist and the Lord's Supper, but this is focused particularly on the presence of the body and blood, soul and divinity of our Lord Jesus Christ in the Eucharist. I want to open by just sharing with you a reflection. I'm using today the Magnificat for June 2022, and I, I I don't have my own copy of this, but I think my guardian angel may have helped me out at a mass early in the month of June as I was leaving mass at Immaculate Heart of Mary Church. There was in the back table as you head out of church, one copy of the Magnificat, and there was a little sticky note that said free. And I thought, well, that just must be for Dina Marie. So I have been utilizing this Magnificat and I love the different readings and the different insights that they provide before and after the reading for each day, and particularly for today's solemnity. There's a great reflection here I want to share with you. If you have the Magnificat, great. If you don't, here you go. This has a couple of beautiful quotes in here, and again, focusing on the solemnity of the body and blood of Christ, it says, St. John Paul II reminded us that the church, quote, does not only celebrate the Eucharist, but solemnly bears it in procession publicly proclaiming that the sacrifice of Christ is for the salvation of the whole world, end quote. Our Eucharistic faith gives us confidence that Christ abides with us through all the sorrows of our life, sanctifying us and leading us to his unveiled presence in heaven. Quote, out of the darkness of my life, so much frustrated, I put before you the one great thing to love on earth, the blessed sacrament. There you will find romance, glory, honor, fidelity, and the true way of all your loves on earth. End quote from J.R.R. Tolkien. As the sequence for Corpus Christi begs, quote, Jesu of your love befriend us, you refresh us, you defend us. 
your eternal goodness send us in the land of life to see, end quote. So let's begin as we reflect on these scriptures for today's reading. I want to begin with the collect, and this is the prayer the priest will pray right before we enter into the Old Testament reading. O God, who in this wonderful sacrament have left us a memorial of your passion, grant us, we pray, so to revere the sacred mysteries of your body and blood that we may always experience in ourselves the fruits of your redemption, who live and reign with God the Father in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. Today's first reading comes from the book of Genesis, chapter 14. In those days, Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine, And being a priest of God Most High, he blessed Abram with these words. Blessed be Abram by God Most High, the creator of heaven and earth. And blessed be God Most High, who delivered your foes into your hand. Then Abram gave him a tenth of everything. The Word of the Lord. Our psalm is Psalm 110. You are a priest forever in the line of Melchizedek. The Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. You are a priest forever in the line of Melchizedek. The scepter of your power, the Lord will stretch forth from Zion, rule in the midst of your enemies. You are a priest forever in the line of Melchizedek. Yours is princely power in the day of your birth, in holy splendor, before the day star, like the dew I have begotten you. You are a priest forever in the line of Melchizedek. The Lord has sworn, and he will not repent. You are a priest forever, according to the order of Melchizedek. You are a priest forever in the line of Melchizedek. The second reading is a letter from St. Paul to the Corinthians, chapter 11. Brothers and sisters, I received from the Lord what I also handed on to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the night he was handed over, took bread, and after he had given thanks, broke it and said, This is my body that is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, also the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant of my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the death of the Lord until he comes. The word of the Lord. There is a beautiful sequence that is proclaimed before the Holy Gospel this day for Corpus Christi Sunday. Laud, O Zion, your salvation. Laud with hymns of exaltation. Christ, your King and Shepherd, true. Bring him all the praise you know. He is more than you bestow. Never can you reach his due. Special theme for glad thanksgiving is the quickening and the living bread today before you set. From his hands of old partaken, as we know by faith unshaken, where the twelve 
at supper met. Full and clear ring out your chanting, joy nor sweetest grace be wanting. From your heart, let praises burst. For today the feast is holden, when the institution olden of that supper was rehearsed. Here the new law's new oblation, by the new king's revelation, ends the form of ancient rite. Now the new, the old effaces, truth away the shadow chases, light dispels the gloom of night. What he did at supper seated, Christ ordained to be repeated, his memorial never to cease. And his rule for guidance taking, bread and wine we hallow, making thus our sacrifice of peace. This the truth each Christian learns, bread into his flesh he turns, to his precious blood the wine. Sight has failed, nor thought conceives, but a dauntless faith believes, resting on a power divine. Here beneath these signs are hidden, priceless things to sense forbidden, signs, not things, are all we see. Blood is poured, and fresh and flesh is broken, yet in either wondrous token, Christ entire we know to be. Whoso of this food partakes, does not rend the Lord nor breaks. Christ is whole to all that taste. Thousands are as one receivers, one as thousands of believers, eats of him who cannot waste. Bad and good, the feast are sharing of what divers dooms preparing, endless death or endless life. Life to these, to those damnation, see how like participation is with unlike issues rife. When the sacrament is broken, doubt not, but believe tis spoken, that each severed outward token doth the very whole contain. Not the precious gift divides, breaking but the sign betides, Jesus still the same abides still unbroken, does remain. Lo, the angel's food is given to the pilgrim who has striven. See the children's bread from heaven, which on dogs may not be spent. Truth, the ancient types fulfilling, Isaac bound, a victim willing. Paschal lamb, its lifeblood spilling, manna to the fathers spent. Manna to the Father's sent. Very bread, good shepherd, tend us. Jesu, of your love, befriend us. You refresh us, you defend us. Your eternal goodness send us in the land of life to see. You who all things can and know, who on earth such food bestow, grant us with your saints, though lowest, where the heavenly feast you show, fellow heirs, and guests to be. Alleluia. Alleluia, alleluia. I am the living bread that came down from heaven, says the Lord. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. Alleluia, alleluia. The gospel is a reading from Luke. Jesus spoke to the crowds about the kingdom of God, and he healed those who needed to be cured. 
As the day was drawing to a close, the twelve approached him and said, Dismiss the crowd so that they can go to the surrounding villages and farms and find lodging and provisions, for we are in a deserted place here. He said to them, Give them some food yourselves. They replied, Five loaves and two fish are all we have, unless we ourselves go and buy food for all these people. Now the men there numbered about 5,000. Then he said to his disciples, Have them sit down in groups of about 50. They did so and made them all sit down. Then, taking the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, he said the blessing over them, broke them, and gave them to the disciples to set before the crowd. They all ate and were satisfied. And when the leftover fragments were picked up, they filled 12 wicker baskets. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. There is a lot in the readings, in hearing the sequence today. We have a sequence that we read. We hear it at Easter. We had the sequence at Pentecost. And now again on Corpus Christi, the Solemnity of the Most holy body and blood of Christ. So there's a lot liturgically within the prayers going on here. I really encourage you that as you come to mass for Corpus Christi, you know, be listening from the very moment you enter the church doors to the moment you leave throughout the prayers that the priest will pray throughout the whole mass. Just listen to what the word of God has to say to you, because it is so refreshing. It's so fulfilling. It will feed you what you need today. So let's just go into the beginning. In fact, you know, in the collect, I love reading the con the collect and the reflection because usually the church is really helping us to enter into this time of liturgy, enter into this time of worshiping our Lord and then preparing ourselves to receive him body blood, soul, and divinity. And so we're, we're celebrating this beautiful sacrament who in this wonderful sacrament, the Holy Eucharist, have left us a memorial of your passion. So we're being reminded that the Eucharist reminds us it's a perpetual memorial of Christ's passion, the Paschal mystery. So we're praying this day to revere the sacred mysteries of your body and blood, Jesus, that we may always experience in ourselves the fruit of your redemption. What a great prayer to carry with us on this day of the Feast of Corpus Christi. So just really simply in this book of Genesis, and you can read the story of Abram, he comes to a victory in his enemies being defeated, and he comes to the king of Salem, Melchizedek, and Melchizedek brings him refreshment in bread and wine. And this is just a, it helps us as, as the Old Testament looks towards the New Testament, you know, bread and wine will have a significance, obviously, in the life of Christ in bringing about the Eucharist, his body, his blood, bread and wine. But here is this gift of refreshment given to Abram and included in the gift of bread and wine 
is this blessing. Blessed be Abram by God most high, the creator of heaven and earth, and blessed be God most high who delivered you from your foes into your hand. And and then Abram gives, you know, gives a huge tithing in Thanksgiving. And he won't take anything from the king of Melchizedek, the king of Salem. The king wants to offer him much, but but Abram is so humble in, as you read more into the, these particular book of Genesis. And so there's just this beauty of the gifts of bread and wine that significantly come fulfilled as Jesus uh, brings us the, the last supper. And we witness that in the gospel reading. In the letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians in his first letter, and I want to read a little bit more of this because it is so powerful in reminding us of this isn't a symbol. We aren't just coming around and sharing, you know, obviously sharing a meal and coming together as a family, as a community, breaking bread together is so important. It's, it's a sign of, uh, of community, of being in communion with one another. And there's a significance as we in family and the domestic church, you know, amongst our, our uh, husbands and wives and families that we come together. But Jesus is, is our body, is our blood, is our food for the journey. And so in this first letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians, the chapter, <clears throat> chapter 11, part B is the Lord's Supper. And Paul is trying to explain in greater detail to the Corinthians the significance of the Eucharist, the Lord's Supper, and that they are in abuse. So he's witnessing, he's recognizing that there are things happening in this community that is abusing what Jesus has offered. And so Paul is trying to set this right, as he does in so much of his letter, as he, as he carefully and lovingly wants to bring about the right with those who may be going the wrong path. And so this says the tradition of the institution, which the first three verses is what we hear today. Paul writes, for I received from the Lord what I also handed on to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the night he was handed over, the Lord's Supper, took bread, and after he had given thanks, broke it and said, this is my body that is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. We hear these words at the holy sacrifice of the Mass. Verse 25, in the same way, also the cup after supper saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the death of the Lord until he comes. You agree with this. You celebrate it. Now, Paul goes on to say, we don't hear these words in the liturgy but we hear them in the word of God. Therefore, whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord unworthily will have to answer for the body and blood of the Lord. Paul is recognizing that those who are presenting themselves to receive Holy Communion unworthily, you will have to answer to the body and blood of the Lord. It's a serious offense. It's a serious matter. It's just not something that we just don't look at. So St. Paul is really bringing to attention with love, with kindness, 
but wants to point out when there is a when there is something offending the Lord that he wants to correct and bring about the right. Verse 28 says, a person should examine himself and so eat the bread and drink the cup for anyone who eats and drinks without discerning the body, without doing a proper conscience uh, evaluation. You know, how have I been living with my neighbor? How do I treat my neighbor? How do I treat the community? How do I treat the Lord? How do I treat my own body? Whoever eats and drinks without discerning the body eats and drinks judgment on himself. So there must be a proper examination of conscience. That is why, and here's Paul, listen to this. He says, that is why many among you are ill and infirm and a considerable number are dying. If we discerned ourselves, we would not be under judgment. But since we are judged by the Lord, we are being disciplined so that we may not be condemned along with the world. We don't want to be condemned along with the world that is following this age, the promises of the evil one. The evil one runs the world. I've been really focusing on a scripture in some retreats I've been offering, and that also comes from St. Paul in the chapter of Romans 12, where he says, do not conform yourselves to this age, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that you might discern the will of God, what is good and pleasing and perfect. So we cannot follow what the age says, what the world says, what the masses are saying, particularly as we worship God and Paul is pointing out some things that are atrocities, abuses that need to be corrected. They could be out of ignorance. It may be out of maliciousness. I don't know. But it's important for me as I read these words, it's reminding me the sacredness of that sacrifice. The one sacrifice for all comes from our Lord Jesus Christ in his body, blood, soul and divinity broken and given freely to us. But if I'm going to receive that gift, I have to believe and I have to trust and I have to obey what the Lord has said. And so the words from Paul convict my heart to really reflect, how am I presenting myself at Holy Eucharist? How is my life? Am I right with God? Am I right with my neighbor? Are there grudges or of unforgiveness in my heart? Are there sins in my heart that I need to confess? And each one of us is responsible as well as, as best as our conscience, the, the information that we have, however our minds and our intellect, whatever development level we are, you know, a seven-year-old is different than a 21-year-old is different than a 50-year-old or a 90-year-old. You know, we have a different experience and how we know the Lord but we all can come to confession. I was blessed and honored to be amid a group recently where at least one person that I know had not been to confession for probably 20 years. 
And that person was a little bit timid about, well, what do I do? I don't know. I don't know the prayers. I don't know the sequence. And a fellow um, friend said, the, you're going to make the priest day. You just let that priest know, I don't exactly know what to do. I know I've got problems in my heart and I need to be, I need, I, I need the Lord's grace. And so please help walk me through this, you know, and how, how joyful the Lord is through the hands of that priest to bring a son or daughter back home. When you recognize I've gone the wrong way, I've made some mistakes, but I'm willing to change. I need help though. Lord knows we cannot make any of these changes on our own. These particular sins, whatever sin it is, whatever difficulty, we all have them. Whether it's gossip or taking the Lord's name in vain, uh, maybe intentionally missing mass, uh, stealing, go down the list. But through God's grace, we can change. Through God's grace, we can commit to not sin again. God brings us his love, his mercy. It is for all of us. And as we approach him in the most sacred, blessed sacrament, we have to have our hearts right in order to receive that gift. And we make that gift right. We prepare our hearts right through that gift of holy confession. I'll just look at this gospel reading from Luke again, and we hear the account of the multiplication of, of bread and fish in different ways. This particular account reminds us that Jesus is first opening up the message of the kingdom of God. He's always telling us about the kingdom of God and preaching about the kingdom of God. And then what happens around that preaching about where we are to go, eternal life, is, is healing, healing. He wants to heal physically, emotionally, spiritually, and prepare us for that kingdom of God. And to know that he is the one, he is the gate by which we will enter into the kingdom. It's only through Jesus Christ. It's only through he, the gate. He is our shepherd. He will guide us to the kingdom. And many were cured and healed and then there's this miraculous blessing. I love this, that, that they recognize the apostles, these smart apostles, recognize we don't have enough food. We've only got this little bit and there's so many people. And so here they come up with this idea. This is the human, this is just the age thinking. Well, we're, we're going to have to send them home because we certainly don't have enough food to feed them. And unless we all went out and went and bought food for the people, Maybe we could do it then. They're only looking at their own human resources. You know, how small-minded they are. And Jesus stretches their minds. He's like, well, go tell them to sit in these particular groups. And one of the commentaries I read said, when they sit in these particular groups of people, he said 50 in a group, this was going to be leading them, or this was a signal or a sign or, or a part of a right that we're, we're getting into a, um, a particular gathering. It, it was something that they would do if they were going to gather for more worship, more liturgy, more time for um, prayer. And so they get together. And then what does he do? He takes the loaves and fish. He looks up to heaven. He looks to his heavenly father. He breaks them, he blesses them first, and then breaks them, and then gives them to the disciples to, again, send forth to give to all the people. And this is the joy. They all ate, 
and were satisfied. Every single one of them ate. Every single one of them was satisfied. Is that awesome? When we eat and drink of the Lord, we're satisfied. We're given exactly what we need at this moment in time. And the more that we detach, the more that we let go of the earthly things, of the things of this age, we leave more room for that heavenly food to feed us. May that heavenly food feed us because he feeds me. My shepherd feeds my soul. Let's close with this beautiful prayer. O sacrament most holy, O sacrament divine, all praise and all thanksgiving be every moment thine. God bless you. Have a wonderful Corpus Christi, feast of the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. You have been listening to Faith Moments with Dina Marie, reflections upon the liturgical scripture readings for the Sunday Mass. New podcast episodes are released weekly through the generous support of Mater Dei Radio. To learn more about Faith Moments with Dina Marie, visit me online at dinamarie.org. That's dinamarie.org. May you have a blessed week. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.